Okay, good Thursday afternoon, everyone. I'm Andrew Dow with Saunders and Associates, and it is time for another Happening in the Hamptons podcast, our weekly breakdown of the Hamptons market, new listings, and events on the East End. Joining us today, as always, are Steve Glick and Dave Rutiner. And back again, we just had them on a few weeks ago, are Ed Brule and Jen Wilson. Thanks so much for being with us, guys. How are you? Excellent. Good morning, guys. So let's talk about the market a little bit. We're two months into the new year, 2022. What are you seeing? Is everything still as hot as it, you know, people say that this market is? Uh, are the bidding wars crazy like you're hearing? I mean, how are you guiding clients? What are you seeing as far as the market? The market is definitely very hot still and inventory is extremely low. So when you look at transactions each month, they're down, um, but that's just a result of a low, low inventory. Median prices are going up, so that just shows you that bidding wars are happening. And um, there are buyers waiting for inventory to come on the market. And as soon as they the inventory hits, people are like racing out here. Yeah, so the transaction data that you say, that's not in relation, a reflection of like the market. Because no. there's no properties to purchase because the inventory is so low. So that's, that's a great point because people are so super focused on, well, how many transactions? Well, that means the market's down, but... It's not the case. You're seeing Ed, you're yeah. seeing buyers all, all the yeah, time. It's, it's not the case. For a property. Yeah, and I think what's interesting is there's a dynamic now. If you're a couple and you're going to come to the Hamptons this summer, are you going to rent or are you going to buy? Right. So I got two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a rental, or I'm going to spend two and a half on a house. It's you're torn. The inventory on the rental side's right. a little bit bigger than on the buy side. But right. if you're a buyer, you almost have to renovate the two five because it's not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Which goes back to another thought we were talking about before the pod started. But back in the day, three, four, five, six years ago, you could never fluff and flip a property and get it back on the market and make money. Whereas now you can. Right. Right. That's because there's such a dynamic. The inventory. So what's is, fluff and flip? Fluff and flip. What it means is you find it a, a lower quality house, acquire it and then do cosmetic renovations. Paint it, clean it, hip out the backyard, finish the lower level, add a pool. Like a modest renovation. A modest renovation, you put it back on the market and get a premium on the rent side or get it back on, yeah. on the sell side. And that's just, that's just a new dynamic. So investors are coming out. I also wanted to add, um, we used to sell to speculators. So like the, the, the big money investor would come out and looking to buy properties and they're gonna put a big house on it. So I buy a, you know, a lot for a million, I build a you know, million and a half, two million dollar house, I'm in it for three, I can get out at four. That used to be standard math. Not anymore. Now it's like the speculators gone. The builders have teamed up with the buyers and they're looking to acquire land or teardowns. So it's, mm-hmm. they've literally come to where the builder and the buyer are working together wow. and they're looking for your land or a reno, which is, that's a unique dynamic. Now, now a- Andrew, you mentioned before bidding wars. Right. Bidding war- is bidding wars, is that, that's happening? Is that still going on out here? We just went through one and <laughs> You know, in a location that two years ago, if you told somebody that this was going to be the end price, it you wouldn't have believed it. You would you wouldn't have believed it. But I'll t- I'll tell you what's there's two tips we'll add. Jen has a really good tip on this on the on the seller side on the buy side. If you've lost a bidding war, you're the best buyer in the market. If you've lost a bidding war, so if you've already you lost, lost one, okay. then you know what it's like. It's ugly. <laughs> you've been burned. It's frustrating. Yeah. You spent okay. money. And on you're ready. Tr- and you're ready. And then you, but then you end up being ready to go over a number that might be a real number. And that gets a lot of people kind of quirky, meaning you've reached too far, then you inspect it, then you get buyer's remorse, and then you're like, wait, I don't want to, that's causing some challenges. I might be paying too much, but there's still deals getting done. So what about on the the seller side? Well, so to Ed's point, uh, one of the things that we've told our sellers is 
that when you're in the middle of a bidding war, there's two things. One, momentum is key. Okay. You want to grab that that highest bid right away and keep moving. Get your lawyers sent a contract right away because you don't want to give the buyer an opportunity for buyer's remorse. Yep. <clears throat> and on the flip side of that, we've been trying to tell our sellers that we should not get too greedy. Yeah. Let's just stop the bidding war here, accept this, everybody else is in backup, and see if this first person performs. Because otherwise it gets too crazy, and then the buyer may get that remorse feeling yeah. that they're paying too much. And there's always a chance the winning bidder may not perform at the end correct. of the day anyway. Correct, right? correct. So let me just add to that, I, lo I loved that. That was super solid. Because on the sell side, it's so important, not just the number, because mm -hmm. a lot of times you could be that, I lost the bidding war, I'm super desperate, I'm just gonna lob this super stupid number out there and win yeah. it, versus who are they? Like, so when Jen and I were doing this deal, she really wanted to know who's the buyer, are they gonna mm -hmm. perform, what's their background, not what's their number. Yeah. So there's so much more to the equation, and then you know, I, I thought they handled it really well, and the seller got comfortable with my buyer, and it ended up being, it's the better number and the better buyer, now they gotta perform, but it's How it's long do happening. you see this market trending this way? Throughout the year of 2022? I believe so. Yeah, I, I just, what, what, what could possibly happen to change the momentum, right? Now, go, go, let me just go back to like in my world, like my wife runs a little school, right? Two years ago, she had, let's say 30 students. Now she's got twice that, three mm -hmm. times that, and, it, and they're lined up and backed up. So it's almost like what used to be a summer community is now a year-round community, and we're not even close to infrastructurally ready for it. So right. my question is, you know, if we were talking a year, year and a half ago, we would say, okay, the market's driven by the pandemic, right? Everybody's moving out of the city. Now the market's still just as hot. The inventory's low. So what do you attribute that to? Because it, it would look no, like I you know, the that. mask mandates yeah. are Good coming question. away. I love that so. question. Here's the answer. The, at least in my little world, this is what I've seen is the couples, whoever they are, you know, and it doesn't matter which, you know, he and he or she and her, not married, married, but they're couples is usually who I'm running around and selling houses to. They both found a way to make money on Zoom. Ooh. That's the game changer. Meaning they both, doesn't matter whether they're Working in or not. Remotely. They can both, and yeah. so two of them I was golfing three or four months ago, he was an attorney. He's like, nothing's changed. I get the same amount of money, I don't have to go to the city, and I'm still working eight hour shifts, but I'm working it via Zoom. Same amount of money living in Sagaponic. So think about that. If you got a couple who used to make 250 each, they're making 500 a year, now they can move out here, don't have to go. So you wouldn't believe it. Like the, the moms drop off the kids at Mariah's school and then the kids' dads pick them up. So like the families are engaging Crazy. and being families well, and living out here. I love that. That's the best part I of this agree. pivot. I agree. And I think that people, when they came out from the city during the pandemic, they, in, before that, they may have thought to themselves, they could never live out here full time. What do you? I always got the question, well, what do you do all year? Yeah. Well, we go to restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I think that a lot of these people who moved out here got very used to how beautiful the lifestyle yeah. is. They experienced yeah. it and yeah. they, they fell yeah. in love with it. I'll, I'll add to that whole one. One more thing is, is the villages have changed, like fundamentally mm. yes. changed, right? If if Babette's is now going to be. St. Ambrose, Ambrose, right? And right. and what's the other one? Don't we have another big in East Hampton? Tuto, Tuto. Giorno. Tuto's coming in. I'm just saying that. So yeah. what used to be a, a, a village that shut down and boarded itself it, up ten years ago, we're all open. They're guys. like boroughs. They, they, they are, and people want to be near fringes because they used to walk. You know what I mean? To to, to their city local Starbucks. Right. So I, I love that.
pivot. So let so as I mentioned, you guys were on a few weeks ago, and at the time we had just launched Watermill Crossing, which is this great new development going up in the heart of Watermill, brand new construction. Uh, we covered that extensively, but what have you seen over the last couple weeks as far as units? You already have some in contract, which is wonderful. Um, so take us through what that sales process has been for you guys so far. Well, first of all, the dirt is moving. Yeah. Which is great. <laughs> yeah. Tractors are rolling. Yeah, the bulldozers are there. Um, well, as importantly, the contracts are moving, right? We got five right. signed, right, which is a massive accomplishment. So right? wait, hold on. So how many units total are so there? 38, 38, 38 being units. built, right? We, okay. brought the, we, brought, we brought the first phase, put it out there, got five signed, got offering wow. plans out, got momentum, got happy people, got deals done. And deals don't just get done, right? This is a whole lot of back and forth. So you got different lawyers and different sides. And so to have five different families buying five different units with different attorneys, we are so happy with our momentum. So, And this well is all done. in the first two months of yeah. just launching this property. And tell us, how, th how does the sale process go? Like, what, what's the process of seeing these homes, getting into them? Obviously, they can't walk it, but what are they doing to learn about them? So we have a showroom set up in our Southampton office, and we have great digital brochures and videos that we can send out to interested clients. Um, Ed and I have done a lot of phone calls and in-person meetings with uh, potential buyers and their agents. So for mm -hmm. example, this past weekend I met uh, in the Southampton office after a one hour phone call mm -hmm. with an element agent and her buyers. And um, we looked at the materials, the flooring, the cabinets, the hardware. Um, we looked at the site plan, discussed floor plans. And, and they have an opportunity to meet the developers, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. developers they are very are easy. In the whole process. Yep. So back to that, I love that question, so thank you for that, because Saunders really stepped up here in a way I, I think that couldn't have been done by any other firm, maybe, maybe, but not as well as we've done it. Meaning, when, when we go on a sales call, or someone calls us, it's a fresh lead, the ability for us to be able to drop digital assets from renderings, what the room's gonna look mm -hmm. like, to floor plan, to site maps, to everything is there. So when I'm on a call, we're literally drilling down on the floor plan, the walkthroughs, what they're seeing. And then once they're engaged, whether they come from a broker or they come direct, the broker's fully protected and they can step away from the deal. Like they don't, have, they don't have to understand all this. They don't need to know all this. Give it to Jen and Ed. We'll close the deal. You'll get your half. We'll get our half. And the deal will move forward with, with happy happy energy. So what it is, is they come out and they go to the conference room and everything's there. Yeah. So they can touch it, they can feel it, they understand it, and they're buying, you know, tra tractors are moving, but it's still it's still dirt. So it, it's an exciting project and it's nice to have momentum. That's great. So let's talk a little bit about, obviously we talked on the numbers, uh, the inventory being low, but Steve, let's talk a little bit about the numbers. What have we seen this last week? Sure, over the past week, there were 31 listings that went into contract from West Hampton to Montauk. Compared to the same week last year in 2021, there were 66 listings that went into contracts. So it is a year-over-year -year decrease of 53%. When you compare it to 2020, there were 35 listings that went into contract. So that's a decrease of 11%. But we spoke about this earlier on this podcast that it's not a correlation to how the market is, is, is driving or the activity. It's because there's no inventory, right? The inventory this week, there were only 27 new listings that came on. So with 31 going into contract, it decreases our overall inventory by four listings. Out of the 31 transa transactions that went into contract, there was one between six and eight million, 15 between two and four, and 15 under two million. So this week we've seen a lot of low, uh, lower number transactions under that um, $5 million mark. The dollar volume this past week, it was 66 
million dollars in dollar volume compared to last year the same week there was 251 million in dollar volume so the decrease of dollar volume was 74 percent but when you bring the dollar volume back down to 2020 it was 71 million so to decrease is seven percent so when you compare it to 2020 you know yes the um the transactions was down 11 percent, but the dollar volume was only down seven percent so you're seeing those hired um Higher dollar volume prices. transactions and medium, yeah, medium the medium prices, prices have gone up. So transactions are down and medium prices are up. So you mentioned earlier, you said people used to say, well, what do you do out here year round, right? And I would say uh, the same thing you do during the summer, just maybe less time at the beach and <laughs> wear a coat. But uh, if you are out this weekend, because it is cold still, uh, and we're into March, uh, Dave, what's going on? Yep. It's time for what's happening in the Hamptons this weekend. So I would say my number one thing this weekend would be Soul Cycle, which is right by Watermill Crossing. So you can go there. You go go nice. do some Soul Cycle and listen to some music and work out. And not set up outside, right? They do can, that during the summer. They do it during the but, summer, but, but I think it's probably a little. Yeah, it's good to go now. You're good to go now. Okay. Right. And um, <laughs> then you can check out Watermill Crossing. Uh, the second thing would be there's this restaurant called Claude's Restaurant in Southampton. Have you heard of Claude's Restaurant? I have mm-hmm. heard of it. It's on 91 Hill Street. I haven't been there, but I've heard good things. And they're having a weekend brunch from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. with bottomless mimosas and Bloody Marys. So that should be good. You know, at least you're going to have a, uh, a nice Get your day started. Yep. Yeah, that's a, good way to, that's a good way to start the day, I guess. And then in West Hampton Beach... There is the West Hampton Beach St. Patrick's Parade fundraiser, and the St. Patrick's Day Parade in West Hampton Beach is like as important as the Montauk St. Patrick, Patrick's Day Parade. It's like mm-hmm. a big part of the community there. So it's important to support it. Um, so on Saturday from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. at a place called Cladog, which Clada, I've never been there either. Yeah, there's all these places I haven't been to. Um, <clears throat> heard it's good. Steve says it's good. So it's twenty bucks at the door, and there's going to be a DJ there, and uh, you should you should go because all of the money goes to support the parade. It's the ra- main way they raise money for the parade, which I think is Fine. back this year, right? I mean, this has been a couple years that they weren't yeah having these back. parades, which is awesome. I mean, it's like yeah, it's happening March twelfth. Yeah, there you go. And uh, everything's back. Everything's back. There it is. It's going to be a good summer. Um, yes, soon enough as the temperatures warm up. Perfect. Uh, Jen, Ed, anything else you guys want to touch on before we wrap this up? I think we're good, unless you guys got any more questions. Steve, Dave? No, Ed, I think that was great. I'm, we're excited to see the uh, progression of Watermill Crossing into the summer, and we're looking forward to a successful summer season upon us. And if you want to see more on uh, the Watermill Crossings, Saunders.com, we have all those videos, those digital assets that Jen and Ed were talking about. And if you want more information, uh, reach out to them. Their comp- contact information is also on the website. Once again, the Happening in the Hamptons podcast is sponsored by New York Title Abstract, the Hamptons' leading title insurance firm. Visit NewYorkTitle.com or TitleInsurance.com. That's it, everybody. Have a great Thursday. I'm Andrew Dowd, and that is what's happening in the Hamptons.